Welcome back to another episode of the Anime Show with Joey and Aki, or I guess in this case it's just gonna be me, it's just the Anime Show with Joey, and in this episode I'm gonna be ranting and talking about basically what anime means to me and how I got to where I am in terms of talking about anime as a living. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure to like, favorite, comment, and share it with all of your friends. Another SBS Pop Asia podcast. It's the Anime Show with Joey and Aki. Hey guys, it's just me this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you guys have been tuning into regular episodes, um, unfortunately, uh, Aki's not here right now. She's on a road trip at the moment, so she, we couldn't really find enough time to sit down together and do an episode. So this week, it's just going to be me. I the, what what we're going to be talking about today, as you heard in the intro, is I guess. I, I, I said in the intro what anime means to me, but I'm probably more going to be talking about how I came to where I am. Like, maybe, I mean, you know, I've, you've probably heard me briefly talk about this kind of stuff if you've seen me at cons and, you know, different conventions where people ask me, like, oh, how did you get to where you are? Or, like, you know, when we do, like, I've done a few, like, you know, how to be an anime YouTuber or Anituber or YouTuber uh things before panels before where I you know briefly go over stuff like that but I haven't really talked about how I came to where I am how this you know a Japanese Australian kid from Sydney uh became what I am today (laughs) what you guys know me for my parents aren't really into that kind of thing like especially like you know obviously my dad is not that much into it considering you know he's an Australian he's a German, Hungarian, Australian dude. Um, so naturally, he didn't really, you know, get in touch with that side of things. Um, but my mom, who is full Japanese, um, she did. Because I, I feel that every Japanese kid or, you know, kid growing up in Japan, uh, it doesn't matter, like, how much of an otaku you are, you know, in uh, when you're in your childhood. It's just something that you come across naturally as a kid. Like, every kid reads manga and watches anime and that and that's how they grow up it's like you know every kid in australia or every kid in you know america and stuff like that grow up you know watching the disney channel and nickelodeon and cartoon network and all those shows right same thing like the equivalent to that over here in japan is you know uh morning kids shows and which are subsequently anime if you look at it from the outside perspective um, so my mom was obviously that she, you know, obviously grew up reading manga and stuff like that as well. Um, because again, it is just kind of a natural thing, but, uh, I kind of got into a, te- like technically through my mom, um, my mom, you know, brought back some manga. I think the first ever manga I read was, uh, volume two of Doraemon. Now, Doraemon, if you don't know, uh, you've probably seen him before. He's like the like a blue, like <laughs> like dango looking guy, like robot who's like really really round. Um, you've probably seen him before if you just look him up, Doraemon. But basically, he's like a cultural icon in Japan. Like he's like he he's what Mickey Mouse is to Disney. You know, Mickey Mouse to Disney is Doraemon to Japan. Like he's just this character that's existed for like 30, 40 years, maybe more at this point. And kids nowadays still grow up reading and watching Doraemon. 
Um, and I, I did too. Like, Doraemon started way before I was born. You know, it started, I believe, in the early 80s. It was a manga from the 80s. But, um, you know, by the time I grew up, or when I was growing up, I was still reading and watching Doraemon. Um, and I read Volume 2. <laughs> I'm trying to remember why I started on Volume 2. I think it's because that was the only volume that my mum had at the time. I think she got the Doraemon volume from someone. She didn't have it on her own. Um, but I read it, and I instantly fell in love with it. And and this was at a time, you know, I was probably like three years old. Um, I learned to read pretty quickly. I, it's, <laughs> don't mean to brag, but I learned to read pretty quickly as a child. Like, But, you know, uh, when I was going into kindergarten, like, you know, all the kids around me were still learning the alphabet and stuff like that while I was reading stuff that, you know, second graders read. Um, and, but, uh, yeah, I was reading Doraemon at the age of, like, three, and that's where I learned a lot of my Japanese. Um, you know, obviously, I learned a lot of it, most of it from my mom, but I also learned a lot of things that my mom didn't teach me through reading Doraemon. And I feel that, you know, every Japanese kid does learn that kind of things from, from Doraemon and other kids manga, but basically I fell in love with Doraemon, I was reading Doraemon basically all of the first, I'd say, like, five years of my life. Um, and I learned to read and write, uh, and, you know, mostly read from Doraemon. And it was from there that I found out that Doraemon was originally serialized in this monthly magazine called, uh, Gekkan Korokoro Komiku, or Korokoro Comics. And, you know, Doraemon was just one of those. It's like, it's like the kids' version of Shonen Jump, basically. Um, so, from there, I started reading Korokoro stuff, because, uh, the school that I was going to at the time was kind of like a, a half Japanese, half Australian school, so they, they had, like, each year, I'm not gonna say the name of the school, because, for privacy reasons, obviously, but basically, the school that I went to was, like, like, I, I went to that school until the third grade, and, like, for example, it was, like, the, the first grade, there was, like, there were two classes, basically, two first grade classes. There was the international class, which was, like, the Australians, you know, like, the white Australians, or, you know, non-Japanese Australians who grew up in Sydney. And then there was the Japanese class, which was full of Japanese kids who were living in Australia. And the Japanese class would learn English. Uh, so, basically, the Japanese class... Um, would have, it would basically be like a school in Japan, but they would also learn English at the same time. And the international class, which was the class I was in, would be just like a regular elementary school in Australia, but we would also be learning Japanese. So it was kind of like this mixture of a Japanese school and an Australian school. So from there, like, you know, I was part of the international class, um, but I excelled in Japanese because of my mom. Um, and I got to be friends with a lot of kids from the Japanese class. And from there, it was from those kids that I found out about, you know, things like Korokoro Comics. You know, they were like, oh, you're still reading Doraemon? There's uh, like a whole bunch of other good ones in Korokoro Comic. And I'm like, what's Korokoro Comic? And then they showed me. And I'm like, oh man, look at all these great manga that I'd never even heard of and never even knew existed. Um, so I started reading Korokoro Comic. I, I would go to the class. I would go to the next class, the Japanese class, like every lunch break or whatever. And, you know, one of my friends would have the new edition of Korokoro Comic that their mom or their dad, their Japanese parent, would ship over from Japan every month. And we would read that together. So um, I'm just trying to think, like, what were some of the series that I read? Like, you know, obviously there was Doraemon in there. There was um, 
and I'm and I don't expect anybody <laughs> listening to this podcast to know any of these series that I'm about to say. But there was uh, Dangerous G-san, there was Koroke, there was uh, there was the Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, not the Yu-Gi-Oh manga, the Duel Monsters manga, not the Yu-Gi-Oh manga. The Yu-Gi-Oh manga was in Shonen Jump, um, which I didn't start reading until way later. Um, man, there were a lot. There was like this Pokemon manga that was in there. There was uh, there was a Kirby manga that was in there, but one of my favorites in Korokoro Comic, which I actually did a video on on my channel, uh, which surprisingly didn't get a lot of views, um, or well, not surprisingly rather, not surprisingly didn't get a lot of views, was the Super Mario manga, um, and it was from reading the Super Mario manga and the Kirby manga that I also fell in love with video games. Um, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I, I want to like play these games. Um, because at the time as well, the only, like, video games I ever got in contact with was through my cousin, uh, who, and my uncle, who was super into games like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest and stuff like that. But I never really touched upon, like, the Super Marios and the Kirbys and the Legend of Zeldas and stuff like that. And I found out those, weirdly enough, through their manga adaptations in Korokoro Comic. Um... So I loved reading the Super Mario manga. I, again, I did a whole video on my channel, um, so check that out if you're interested. Um, and from there, I learned a lot of Japanese. Like I learned, I learned to read and write a lot of Japanese. And from reading those manga in Korokoro Comic, I also learned to speak Japanese a lot more by, you know, talking about the different Korokoro Comic manga that I read that month with my classmates you know, the next door, the next door Japanese class classmates, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, this month's uh, Dangerous g was so funny, or like, oh, this month's Duel Masters was so uh, epic, and like, oh, this month's Koroke manga was like so awesome, um, and yeah, that that's kind of how it was until, until, man, I was reading that, I'd say until like the age of 10 or 11, maybe more, yeah, I'd say I'd say around the age of ten to eleven, because it was the only like manga that I could ever really get in contact with, and it wasn't until I got a few other manga from my mum's friend, uh, a little bit you know like little more like older manga from my mum's friend, um, where I discovered manga like Yu Yu Hakusho, where I discovered Dragon Ball, where I discovered. Uh, Bleach, where I discovered One Piece. And at that time, I hadn't really been watching a lot of anime. Uh, the only anime that I was really watching was, you know, the stuff that I grew up watching when I was little. So I was watching, you know, obviously the Doraemon anime. I was watching uh, Shin-chan, Crayon Shin-chan. Uh, the, other sh- the other kids' shows that I was watching was like uh, Ojarumaru, Nintama Rantaro, and basically all these, like, anime that kids grow up watching when they're little but it's basically like the nickelodeon cartoon networks of jap for japanese kids um and you know during that time i was also watching and you know i was i was watching and consuming stuff from not so much nickelodeon i i was definitely more of a cartoon network kid so i was watching you know like back when back when cartoon network was still great still full of great shows you know i was watching like cow and chicken uh i am weasel Johnny, I was about to say Johnny Darko. <laughs> that's not that's that's Donnie Darko. First of all, and that's not an that's not an animation. Uh, Johnny Bravo, uh, Dexter's Laboratory. Um, 
you know, all of those great shows from the early 2000s, Ed, Ed, Ned, Ed, Ed, Neddy, you know, all those, all those shows, you know, obviously other stuff like, you know, Simpsons and, you know, if, if you, if you were born around like the mid nineties, like me, then you'd know what exactly I'm talking about, right? Like all the good stuff. Um, but yeah, basically I would be, I didn't really get in contact with the Shonen Jump kind of stuff and, you know, more the stuff that was suited towards my age. And, and that, and, th- and at this time I was like 12, 13 years old. Um, there until, you know, I found like Yu Hakusho. I think Yu Hakusho was the first non non child manga that I ever read. Um, and I love it to this day. It's still one of my favorite Shonen Jump manga. Um, in fact, I have all, all the volumes (laughs) sitting right underneath my feet as I, as I record this episode. Um, but yeah, at this point, I was I wasn't still I was still not really watching anime, and like anime anime that like I talk about and watch today. Um, and I'm trying to remember what it was that got me into watching anime again, um, because for a very very long time I was only reading manga. I I had stopped watching the kids anime that I grew up watching, like Nintama Dantaro, you know, all of those that I'd mentioned before. Um, and I was just reading manga, like manga was like everything to me. Like I was, it it got to a point where I was reading manga. Like I would sit down on my, the floor of my room. I would have a volume of say Yu Yu Hakusho, like to to my right. And then to my left, I would have a Japanese dictionary open so that whenever I come across, say a kanji that I can't read or a word in Japanese that I couldn't understand, I would flip over to the dictionary and look it up. And see how to read it, how to write it, and what it means, and then use it in a sentence. And I'd practice that with my mom. You know, I'd be like, oh, I just learned this new word. Is this what it means? I'm going to say a, a sentence. I'm going to say, like, a, a, an example sentence and see what it means. And then I would say it to my mom, and she'd be like, she would either say, yeah, that's correct. Or, no, that's not really correct. This is how you would use it. So, you know, just, despite what a lot of people th- uh, think about me, like, I didn't learn Japanese like just like that like I didn't I didn't learn it immediately you know I would read Yu Yu Hakusho I'd read Dragon Ball I'd read all this manga and then that's when I started to go to Japan and go to like secondhand bookstores like Book Off which I still go to today to buy you know secondhand manga that I thought was interesting um and it wasn't and during high school like middle school and high school I didn't really I didn't really have any friends who liked what I liked. Um, I went to a very, very white school. I went to an all-boys public school, and I was basically the only Asian kid there, you know? Oh, you know, any... I was I was basically the only kid there who had any Asian blood in his body. So, a lot of my friends that I made in middle school and high school didn't really know anything about manga and anime they they never heard of it before they never you know they never had in, had anything to do with it because also you have to also remember like at that time it was like what 20 i'm trying to think 2007 2008 around that time the anime and manga community i guess was still very niche very hidden away it's not it wasn't as open as it is today um and I think it was around 2006 or 7 that I found out about Haruhi, about Suzumiya Haruhi. 
and I found out about uh, Clanad. I found out about Lucky Star. I found out about a lot of shows like that. And I started to watch them. I was like, I, 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 it was at a time as well where like I was like kind of getting burnt out a little bit on manga because that's all I was reading. Um, I was still young to like venture out into proper Japanese novels and light novels and stuff like that because my Japanese wasn't that good at the time. It wasn't wasn't at that level at that time. So I, it was somewhere. I don't remember where it was. I think I might have just seen it while I was in Japan, you know, visiting my family or whatever. But I found out about Suzumiya Haruhi. I found out about, yeah, Lucky Star, Clan Ad, those kinds of shows. And I, it was the first time I ever went onto the internet and watched them. And when I did, I was like, holy moly, this is, I, this just opened up a new door. Like, I thought there was so much manga already. And I thought, like, the anime that I was watching at the time when I was growing up was, like, everything. And then I was like, oh, man, look at all these shows that I've been missing out on. And so, I I think as well, like, I was very fortunate that I had discovered the greater world of anime during the golden age. You know, during, you know, 2006 to 2008 is considered the golden age of anime for a lot of us. Um... Because there was just so many good shows that I found. You know, I was watching Lucky Star while it was airing. Um, and I think a lot of people can't say that. But, you know, I, and that's when it was watch, It was shows like that that, w- that kind of got me more interested in being part of this otaku culture and otaku community. So, and, you know, watching those kinds of shows as well definitely excited me in more ways than one because you know it was of course new anime that I got to discover and this entirely new concept of manga and anime that I'd never even knew existed but it was also a new avenue for me to learn more Japanese for because watching things like Lucky Star and Clanad and Suzumiya Haruhi and then reading the manga for that was just like so many new words so many new concepts of vocabulary in Japanese that you know you don't hear normal people say because Surprise, surprise, people don't, people in Japan and Japanese people don't talk like they do in manga and anime. But, uh, but so, you know, it was like all these new nuances and like vocabulary that I found out from watching these kinds of anime and then reading, you know, these kinds of manga. And that excited me more. That got me like being like, oh man, this, like, I, I thought I knew so much about Japanese already. But it turns out that there is just, just this whole other side that I have no idea about. And so that's when basically I was, what, 13? When I really stepped foot into what is now considered the anime community. And it was all online at that point. Because again, the, you know, the actual anime manga community, especially in Australia, and especially, you know, concerning the people that I associated myself with in school and outside of school and stuff like that. There were very, very few people. There were only, like, some of my, like, some of my Japanese friends who were, like, into that kind of stuff. But it made sense because, you know, again, like, culturally, they're more prone to being introduced to that kind of stuff from a small age. But, you know, if you if you go towards, like, a, a, a white Australian dude who has, you know, white Australian parents... It's very difficult to stumble upon that kind of stuff unless their parents are super into it. 
Um, and a lot of my friends in middle school and high school weren't. So it was, I, I kept it hidden for a very, very long time. I kept it hidden that I liked that kind of stuff because that was also at an age where kids were more prone to getting made fun of for that kind of thing. It was at a time where the term otaku was seen as a a bad thing. And uh, and so I, I, I didn't say anything and I just pretended I didn't know about it. But then I guess one of my friends, like, became more... As I got to be, like, friendly with my friends in high school, and a lot of them I still hang out with to this day. You know, I, I still talk to them to this day. They were like what is this like anime and manga stuff that you're into? And I showed them. And one of my best friends uh, in high school, who I'm still very good friends with today, I introduced him to Evangelion because that was around the time where Evangelion kind of made a comeback. Um, this was like, what, 2009, I would say, around around that time. And I showed him Evangelion and he immediately fell in love with it. And that was like my first friend in real life in school that I could openly talk about anime and manga with. Like, we got to a point where, like, we would be talking about, like, every every day, like, you know, that's when we would, like, watch everything that came out and, like, everything that came out, like, airing, like, on that day. And then the next day we'd come together and be like, did you watch that episode of blah, blah, blah last night? And we were like, yeah. And then we'd, like, discuss about it. Like, be like, oh, so good. And it was really fun. It was really different. And I like that, and I and I'm really and like you know it started with him, this one friend, and then a few of my other friends like kind of got into it, like you know finding it out from us. But it never got to the point as much as me and my best friend in high school. And unfortunately, he doesn't watch as much anime anymore because you know we're we're all adults now, and he has a full time job, you know, busy busy life. He has his own life to handle. Um, but I kept going, like, I, it was ingrained in my childhood, so I just naturally got to, you know, I, I just naturally got more and more and more invested than anybody else, and I don't know, it was just, it was just really fun, and, and here I am today, basically, almost, what, 10 years later, I'm still, now, now I'm talking about it you know, in a podcast, I'm talking about it on YouTube, I'm talking about it on the internet, I'm talking about it in front of, you know, hundreds of people at conventions all over the world as a living. This is what I do now. And, you know, if, if I, if, if I could, <laughs> if 10 year, if, if me from 10 years ago could see where I am now, I think you'd be blown away. Because I am, like, it, it, I am blown away. It's it's insane where what's happened to me right now. And it's insane to see how much the anime community has changed. Uh, not just around me, but just all over the world. You know, the fact that I... You know, the fact that we have, what, 1.3 million subscribers is, is insane. Like, I, I talk about anime. I talk about Japanese cartoons, which is, like, the most niche thing you could possibly ever talk about. And we're here. And, and the community has grown so much. It's not just me. Like, so many of who I now consider some of my best friends. And, heck, you know, my partner, you know, my girlfriend, my lovely girlfriend, who is also in this community, 
it's 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 insane where we've where we've gotten to. But you know, it's 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 weird, but I like it because it's just something that I've been so passionate about ever since I was a wee little lad. But here we are, and here you are, <laughs> listening to me ramble on about you know what what it means to me because it is it is my life at this point like un, like you know like seriously like unironically it is my life this is this is what i do now for a living and you know hopefully i can take it further hopefully i can do all sorts of things and you know no, j- including this podcast you know i never thought i'd have a show <laughs> i'd have i'd have my own show on sbs where i talk about Japanese cartoons. <laughs> it's weird. But yeah, that's that's basically how I got to where I am. But uh, I think we're going to end it here because I, I'm sure you miss Aki and you're waiting for Aki to come back. So uh, yeah, thank you very much guys for listening in to another episode of the Anime Show with Joey and Aki, or in this case, just, just Joey, just me. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like, favorite, comment, share it with all of your friends because it helps out the show a lot. It helps out to grow out an amazing audience that we have over here on the podcast lands. And uh, if you want to hear more of my voice and see more of my face, because you haven't seen my face because this is a podcast, then I have a YouTube, The Anime Man. I also have a Twitter. Um, all that kind of stuff is on my channel, so check it all out. Uh, next week, don't worry, Aki will be back. Um, she's just gone on a short road trip, which just which just so happened to clash with this week's episode. But next week, Aki will be back. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled uh, episodes. So, uh, yeah. I guess uh, also let me know um, what your, I guess, life of anime uh, has been or how you got to liking anime like what like how did how did you discover it you know all that kind of stuff uh what you what really like forced you to or what really like excited you i would say i don't want to say force what really excited you to get into the anime community and you really be invested into anime you know as much as you are now um let me know all that kind of stuff using our specialized hashtag sbs anime hashtag sbs anime over on twitter unfortunately we only have it on twitter so if you don't have a twitter it's gonna be a little bit difficult but try and try it's not you know twitter's free so uh, i I, (laughs) this weirdly turned into like an advertisement for twitter not sponsored by twitter just make a twitter if you don't have one use our specialized hashtag sbs anime to let me know all your thoughts any suggestions that you have for future episodes uh we can also read up on using our specialized hashtag so make sure to let me know guys that's gonna do it for this episode of the anime show with joey and aki or just joey in this case and uh yeah aki will be back next week so we will see you guys then bye bye